You're listening to the Credit Union Leadership Podcast with your host, Scott Albrecht and Michael Neal of Service Star Consulting. And so business development, the way we're defining it is instead of waiting for the business to come through the doors, either virtually or in person, we're going outside of the credit union to be able to educate people about the products and services that we have that save time, save money, make people's lives easier. And it's really a mission-based business development plan. And I'm excited to share it with the credit union world. This is the Credit Union Leadership Podcast with Mike Neal, Executive Director and Founder of Service Star Consulting. Service Star has been helping credit unions grow for over 20 years in three growth areas, leadership development, cultural development, and management development. If you're interested in learning how Service Star can help your credit union, check out servicestarconsulting.com. Today's producer is myself, Scott Albrecht, AVP of Sales and Training. Welcome back to the Credit Union Leadership Podcast. Today, we have a little bit of a role reversal. Mike, you get to hit Taylor, Murray, and myself up with some questions about business development. I'm super excited. Guys, let's get started. Yeah, I'm really excited about this too. I'm tired of having you fire questions at me and put me under the gun. And I, when you ask me what's in the box, I never know the answer what's <laughs> in the box. Basically, the podcast has been, since you took over the producer role, is Mike Neal cannot identify anything ever in the box, and Mike Neal cannot answer your questions. So I'm super excited because this is total payback now. I've got <laughs> our CEO, Taylor Murray, with us and our AVP of training and sales, Scott Albrecht, with us. So we're talking about business development today, and it's a topic that's very important for credit unions, has been for years. So let me just kind of plant the seed because I, I've been doing business development, or I did it back in the days when people actually wanted you to come into their company and present the credit union benefit to their employees. So that's how it was when I started. Oh, will you come out and do a presentation? And by the time I finished at the credit union, it was... Uh, well, how long are you going to be here? Uh, well, we don't want you keeping people long. So, you know, uh, uh, keep it as short as you can. So business development got really, really hard over a period of time. And now it's really transformed as credit unions now, many of them have shifted their focus into the community. So business development isn't seg-based always. Now it can be community-based. Commercial lending has been added into the mix for a lot of our clients. So I just wanted to set that stage that business development as a concept has changed dramatically over time. So Taylor, I'm going to start with you and I'm going to just throw out this question to you. How have you seen business development change? Because this was one of your primary roles at one of your stops in the credit union world. How have you seen business development change over the years? How has it become more difficult? How has it become more important? Well, it's a, and you're right. I'm excited to be here because I like those random questions that I'm not prepared for because it's the genuine response off the cuff. I will say I've experienced three types of leaders inside of the branch specifically. You have some very strong operational, very strong sales, or very strong business development. And over time, it seems to be that as operations have tend to either be automated or more refined, the, that type of behavior isn't 
as critical on a day-to-day basis, super important for the credit union, but we've gotten employees that have started to become either better, stronger salespeople slash business development. I've never met one person who created all three. So I think for myself, when I've seen the importance of business development, it's so different because it's just connecting people that aren't aware of what you offer and making them understand some of the differences. Yeah. I think this is really important before you answer the second question, um, you know, um, why is it so important and how has that changed? Um, I want to interject here to emphasize this point. What Taylor's saying is so important. When we think of marketing, business development, selling, these are all different disciplines. Uh, And just because you're good at one doesn't mean you're good at the other. For example, I'm a really good salesperson. I'm not a really good marketer. You know, praise the Lord, we've got, you know, Michelle Harrison on our team is really good at marketing, but uh, they're different disciplines. And as you said, you usually don't find somebody that's good at all three of those. Now, how has the importance of business development changed over the years, in your opinion, Taylor? Well, there's so much competition out there. Uh, That in itself, it's no longer, well, where are the three financial institutions in my community where are they? What do they offer? I'm going to compare those. So not just the external factors that go into play, but service in itself is just, that's the table stakes. So when you take service off, which credit unions tend to pride themselves on, now you have a lot more competition out there. So really the importance of that is coming down to, we have to grow as credit unions in order to offer more services. And by doing that, we have to expand our membership base. And it's no longer just going to come because I was told from my neighbor down the street that I need to come in here. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's either or, Taylor? Do you think it's oh, we're just going to do we're just going to do mergers and acquisitions, or we're really going to focus on uh, developing our business through business development? Do you think it's either or? Do you think it should be a combination of both? I think every credit union is going to have a different strategy, and every credit union needs to really focus on what's important. One thing I would love to see is credit unions stop talking about other credit unions as competitors. Uh, So regardless of that, I think what we need to do is be strong in one area and be very strong at understanding that it doesn't have to be just one area. So I think credit unions have been great at balancing organic growth and inorganic growth, whether it's indirect lending, whether it's mergers and acquisitions, or whether it's just referral-based growth. Um, Being very mindful from the top down of where your organization intends on growing and finding some of those outliers. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Taylor. I want to shift over to Scott right now. So, Scott, you, as a branch manager, as an award-winning branch manager, branch of the branch of the year at a very large credit union and a credit union known for business development and sales. Uh, so that's quite the feat. Congratulations to you. But what were the things that you found were really important skills in business development? You as a branch manager, what were some important skills you had to have? And then the second question, so I'll let you go ahead and start thinking about it is, what are some of those attributes, right? If we differentiate skills, I can teach you to do this. Attributes, this is just kind of how I'm wired. What were some of the skills that you thought were really important for you? And then what were some attributes? Yeah, so 
Thanks, Mike. Uh, some of the skills that I would say can be taught, right? Attributes you're born with, skills you can you can teach uh, are strategy. So similar to uh, what Taylor was saying, who are we as a credit union? What products and services do we really, really shine on? And who, who buys from us today? And that's strategy. You, you can teach strategy. You're not born with strategy. Um, skills, presentation skills can be taught. So pausing, um, knowing what to say at what tone, what pace, what pitch, you can teach that to somebody um, as well as sales skills. We teach sales skills of becoming a sales champion and, and uh, our credit unions that we've been training for years. Those skills actually apply when we go out to non-members and talk to them about potentially joining our field of membership. As far as attributes goes, um, a, a willingness to not be accommodating uh, and I mean that in the in the best way possible. If if I have somebody coming to me asking to sponsor a hole at a golf outing, this is an opportunity to let them know what we do, get them kind of bought into the mission of our credit union, and really understand the why of the ask versus just accommodating the request. So a thousand dollars for a hole at, at the golf outing. Great. I helped them out, but then I really helped them out. Why is why do they have a golf outing? Well, to cure cystic fibrosis. Uh, well, what else are they doing in that area? Well, they, they have this annual convention. Well, what if we were a keynote speaker at the annual convention, right? So getting beyond just the initial request uh, and, and not being accommodating, I think, is a, a key attribute um, because we have businesses coming to us as credit unions all the time, hitting us up for this and that. This is a great opportunity to partner with that business in a way that's going to be efficacious for, for the business development side. Um, another thing that's going to help you is authenticity at the table. I don't, I'm not going to put chariz, charismatic in this category because I've seen some of the best sales presentations been, have been done by employees who are nervous, who are maybe scared to talk out loud in public, but their passion for their credit union, they love their credit union so much transmitted through even probably more so than someone who was highly charismatic because they cared about the mission of the credit union. And so I would say the, the, the third uh, attribute is someone who has a lot of energy, who can motivate a team in a general direction and get them really passionate about the mission of the credit union so that you can take someone who's maybe not uh, the, the highest on the list of charismatic, but still get them to talk to a stranger about the credit union movement. Um, there's there's so much there's so much benefit when you get someone who's trembling in their shoes to talk about the passion that they have for the credit union. Um, it does, they don't have to be the best salespeople in the world. We can teach sales, but the attributes would be high energy, um, not so accommodating. So when you get a request, you look for ways to do a win-win-win, and the ability to um, just look look at every opportunity as a, as an opportunity to educate somebody about why we are here and what they're trying to accomplish and look for that, that triple win. Yeah. I like what you said about strategy, Scott. Um, so many people take the approach. Well, let's go get business. Uh, Let's, let's go out there and get it. Well, what have you got when you've gotten it? I mean, uh, you could pile up a bunch of potential members that uh, if they became members of the credit and would actually diminish the effectiveness of the cooperative for the rest of the members because they really can't participate at the level you need. Um, and then you can waste a lot of time going after a business that you're never going to get for various reasons. So I love what you said about strategy. So let me 
Um, first, ask this question to Scott, then back across to Taylor. I believe follow-up is really important, right? Um, and so talk a little bit about your ideas on following up. The one thing is the, hey, we're going to develop a strategy and we're going to go tell them how we can benefit their organization or how we can positively impact their business and the community. It's another thing when they go, oh, that's interesting. Let me think about it. So what's the importance of follow-up in this area of business development, Scott? Well, you know, Mike, I'm a competitive guy. I'm a competitive guy. And we were winning branch of the year, president awards year after year. And we, we were, if we weren't winning it, we were top five. And last October, there was a branch about 500, 500,000 ahead of us. Yeah. 500,000 ahead of us. And we were, we were kind of eyeing their, their results. That was October, November. They were a million in front of us. And I'm like, Hmm. Interesting. December 1.5 million ahead. And I called them and I was like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> like, like I, I usually don't get smoked and they were, they were just annihilating us. I mean, just blowing us out of the water. What are you doing? And it, and their key was, if I saved you $5,000, who else in your family could take advantage of $5,000? And so they had great follow-up. And I really do think that, you know, the sale begins when we actually close on the sale. So when we have their new membership, that's when selling begins. That's when we start to actually work on the relationship that should be lifelong and should be family. uh, The entire family should be able to participate in it. So um, regardless of your field of membership, family typically is eligible. And I think that's the the easiest way um, and and the easiest fruit to grab at if we have really effective follow-up. Yeah. So to synthesize that really good point, follow-up is a skill you can teach, but there's a wiring that's got to be there. In other words, you can teach people to follow up all day, but if I am not competitive, if I'm not goal-oriented, then, you know, hey, I did my job. I already asked them. They said they'd let me know, and I'm waiting on them to let me know. Well, hey, you can teach that person to follow up, but they're not going to follow up because I did my job. I did what you asked me to do rather than no, we're not going to lose. So it's a skill and an attribute. And that's really, really important as we think about our conversation that we're having with credit unions on what they can learn uh, about business development from our conversation today. Taylor, um, you were doing business development um, in mergers and acquisitions. You were doing business development um, with uh, new businesses and, and in within the community. What do you think are some important things uh, about follow-up. Yeah, and, and I'll add, you know, I had also spent some time on the indirect side. So I've worked with indirect, I've worked in the community, I've worked Good with point. the seg base, I've worked on the MA side. And I think one of the big pieces that's come out of it is I can tell you with 100% confidence, I have never, never had a member that left after becoming a member say to themselves, why didn't I do this earlier? So I've always felt strong that we're going to help someone. And so I think the solutions that we have are there. So having that internal confidence in our product as a credit union makes it a lot easier to follow up with someone. And at the, 
it's some consistency as well. And if you get a call from someone, how many times has that person been a little bit more persistent and followed up? And over time, you've opened up and listened to some of them. So you're going to hear no, and you're going to hear no a couple of times. But if you go into it with the attention that you know that your products and services are going to help them save money and time and frustration, and that everyone is a little bit leery at first, overcome some of those objectives just by having conversations, trying to understand their problem before you try to solve their problem. Is it? Don't talk to a member about best reward points in the county if they don't pay off their credit card every month. Or don't talk about the lowest interest rate on your credit cards if they pay off their credit card every month. So truly understanding their problem helps you identify that individual. But when you look back at the bigger picture of where are you trying to grow and solve the problems of the credit union when you're working with the SEG? What are the SEG's challenges? Not the credit union's challenges. What are their challenges? Is it employee engagement? Is it retention rates? It, with indirect, is it that they're looking for higher loan to values on used cars? So try to identify that problem first before identifying the solution. Yeah, that's great. Um, so these are things that people are just going to inherently know. A lot of this are things that have to be taught. Scott, in a moment, I'm going to ask you to share with everybody the solution that we've developed at ServiceStar to help transfer these skills to our clients. So with that in mind, it's important to understand that these are skills that just aren't inherent to the average person. And think about many times who we're hiring within the credit union and promoting. We're promoting people who are really great at the operation, have incredible depth of knowledge in the operation, and who are accurate and detailed, but they're not just naturally wired for business development. And so if you just have one person doing business development, well, hey, that's a lot put into that one person. Rather than thinking about business development throughout the organization as a mindset and developing multiple people to have these capabilities. And everything that Scott and Taylor are talking about it's not just inherent to everybody because, again, like I said, we are hiring people that run things well into advanced positions in the credit union. We have we usually don't put a lot of thought into, wow, what do you think their sales capability is? This is not the way it works. So with that in mind, we've developed a solution that helps credit unions to be able to teach these business development skills so that they can be successful. And the great news is we've got people on our team who are really experienced and objectively good at it. So Scott, could you share some things about our solution that those that are watching the podcast might find interesting to know about our business development program? Yeah, our business development program recently uh, launched was developed over time between uh, Taylor and myself. Uh, when I first was hired in as a business development and operations manager at Baxter Credit Union, um, I thought, wow, okay, so I'm just not a branch manager. I'm a business development and operations manager. This is a different title. And we know credit union sometimes 
give people fancy titles and but at the end of the day they're just branch managers not not at Backstreet Credit I mean you you have to go and you have to go catch the fish and then fillet the fish the fish aren't just going to come through the front door uh because they heard through the grapevine so we came up some, with some skills, Mike. We came up with some skills. So from strategy to target marketing, to networking, to sales skills, to event build out, like what does your actual event look like? Is it somebody else's event? Is it your event? A lot of times we find it's easier to piggyback off of an event somebody else is already doing. By the way, I've ran a lot of events. I'll never say no to an extra table, extra booth with some extra swag to give away. It's a really nice way to kind of get into uh, a different segment that you're looking to get into. Uh, using members as an advocate. We talked about that branch that was besting my branch because <laughs> they were taking their family members and they're getting them enrolled. I can't beat a family of 20 uh, with my, my army of 10, right? So uh, that's just a numbers game. Uh, presentation skills, building the pipeline, um, productive company partnerships for those credit unions that uh, that applies to, and then the, the media content. So 10 courses, virtual or in person, and just a really neat way to build out some skills and some and really beef up um, the understanding of what business development really is. I think one of the biggest misconceptions that I find, I'm finding now coming off of Baxter Credit Union is that I say business development and a credit union interprets that as, okay, that's the marketing team. You know, we sent mailers out last week. That's business development. We had done bringing it together. You were the exact two right people to be able to do this for our team and just really love to see the results that are happening uh, as we share this, these skills with credit union employees so that they can have the confidence and the ability to be able to execute on this business development strategy that the credit union might have as well. So, hey, if they wanted to find out more about this program, Scott, what would they do? Uh, we have a website that they need to check out. Uh, ServiceStarConsulting.com allows them to check out exactly that. And I'm going to put a link in the show notes as to how they can contact myself or Taylor to do a one-on-one -on -one session just to identify, okay, what does business development mean for your credit union today? And where can we partner up and, and pair up with this new training that we're super excited to launch here at ServiceStar? Yeah, so we're excited about this. It's a free discovery session. And you can reach out directly to Taylor or Scott and say, hey, I want to have this free discovery session. And I, we will give you some insights and tips that will help you be better at business development. And that won't cost you a dime. Just the insights of these very talented people learning more about your situation and sharing some strategies with you. And additionally, uh, in addition to that, we're going to share with you how this business development program that we offer can impact your credit union in an even more significant way. So I'm gonna kick it back over to you, Scott. I've had a great time asking questions and putting you guys under the gun. So I'm gonna kick it back to you so you can wrap it up. Yeah, so as we look at the mission of the credit union movement, as it was founded back in 1908 with Ed Filene starting the first credit union in America, you know, Ed did a lot of work um, to make sure that the disparate impact of banking uh, wasn't a lasting one. And so a lot of work has been done, but the work is not done yet. So I encourage you to reach out to us to get the, the word out about the difference that credit unions make in this world. And we can do that with every member, but we can also do that with every non-member that we come in contact with. I'm excited to hear from you about business development. And thanks again for listening to the Credit Union Leadership Podcast. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Taylor. Thanks, everybody. See you later. 
and thank you, the listener, subscriber, and sharer of the Credit Union Leadership Podcast. Becoming a Business and Development Champion is a course we are offering, but we are also offering free advice. Take us up on it. Take a look at our website. Click on the link on the very top to book a call with Taylor, myself, or Mike on business development as we develop ways to share the credit union with the world. I'm excited to hear from you, and I'm excited for the next episode of the Credit Union Leadership Podcast. Catch you then.